Hallelujah. Let's begin to open our mouths and worship God for who he is. Worship God for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he shall do. Worship God because you're in the land of the living. Worship God because he touched you with his finger of love on this morning and caused you to arise. Worship God because he's faithful, he's righteous, he's just, he's loving, he's kind, he's merciful, he's giving. So, Father God, we bless you, we honor you, we magnify you. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are, for who you've been, and for who you are yet getting ready to be. We thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. We thank you, Lord God, for food on our table, for clothes on our backs. We thank you, Lord God, for lights we thank you for running water we thank you for the air that we breathe we thank you for being our air our oxygen tanks we thank you for being king of kings and lord of lords we thank you for being the great i am we thank you for being Jehovah Shalom. We thank you for being Jehovah Rapha. God, we just thank you on this morning. We thank you for dying on the cross for us. Amen. 
We thank you for everything you gave up so that we could have the right to the tree of life. That we can live life abundantly. We thank you for freedom on today. For who the, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So God, we thank you for freedom on today. And we thank you for forgiving our trespasses. And we thank you for leading us not into temptation. God, we honor you this morning with our worship. We honor you, Lord God. Thank you for being Elohim. Thank you for being the all-sufficient one. Thank you for being Abba, Father. Thank you for being daddy. We just thank you. We thank you that on this faithful Friday, it is Good Friday. Although Good Friday doesn't seem like a Good Friday, and it didn't seem very good, in the end, it was perfect. It was what was necessary. And God, you did it just for us. No matter the cost, you did it just for us. So on this Good Friday, we rose to say thank you, Lord God. God, we're committed to you. We're committed to your ways. We're committed to your thoughts and your plans. God, we thank you. Good morning, wives who wore. Good morning. So listen, today is Friday, <laughs> April the 7th, and it is our faithful Friday. But this morning, we are celebrating Good Friday. We are celebrating Good Friday. 
So here's what I have for you all today as we're celebrating Good Friday. Good Friday didn't seem very good. If we had been in Jerusalem on that fateful day, this is what we would have seen. Jeering crowds, lying witnesses, craven politics, people yelling, we want Barabbas, brutal torture, people hollering, crucify him, eyes swollen shut, back cut to ribbons, bloody bruises, piercing screams, blinding pain, stripped naked, sharp thorns, heavy nails, taunted by thieves, slow death, grieving mother, shouts of derision, shrieks of agony, darkness falls. And whatever else you might say, nothing seemed good about that day. That's why it has often been called by others such as Sorrowful Friday or Long Friday or Hollow, excuse me, or Holy Friday or even Black Friday. But we call it Good Friday. Although the name doesn't fit what we find in the four gospels, depending on how we read it, we might think Black Friday is more fitting than Good Friday. We tend to look forward to Friday because it marks the start of the weekend. Sometimes we say TGIF for thank God it's Friday. But when we say that we're thinking about a holiday or a weekend where we will take a trip or attend a party or perhaps go to a ball game. None of those things applied to Jesus. Good Friday was a day of extremes, extreme darkness and light, extreme hope and sorrow, extreme evil and love, extreme anger and forgiveness. It was a day full of extremes. 1 Corinthians 2 and 8 is a little phrase that may help us understand Good Friday a bit better. It's not that we don't know the story, but it's fitting for today. Speaking of the rulers of the world, Paul says that they did not understand God's wisdom because if they had, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. If they had, let that thought hang in the air for a moment. If they had, 
If they had, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. First Corinthians two and eight. If they had known, if they had understood, but they didn't. This means that Pilate didn't know who Jesus was. Yes, he had heard the stories, the wild rumors about healings and miracles and people brought back from the dead. You could hardly keep things like that private. The news had spread like wildfire. When you read the gospels, Pontius Pilates appears as a tortured soul. Kara, if they had only known, if they had only known. So he appears as a tortured soul, a man caught between the demands of his job and a genuine curiosity about Jesus. But what is the truth? He asked. It was not an idle question. He really wanted to know the answer. When he washed his hands with water, he was trying to say, I did the best I could to save the man. But I couldn't. His blood is now on your hands. It didn't work. Pilate stands guilty of a terrible crime, crucifying the Lord of glory. Exactly who he thought Jesus was, we could never say for certain. But this much we know, he didn't know, didn't understand, and so he ordered him crucified. There's a spiritual song that sums it up like this. Sweet little Jesus boy, they made you to be born in a manger. Sweet little holy child, didn't know who you were. Didn't know you come to save us, Lord, to take our sins away. Our eyes was blind. We couldn't see, we didn't know it, it was you. So we crucified him. That's what we did on the first Good Friday. They didn't know. They didn't understand. We crucified Jesus. And don't shy away from the word we. It would be a huge mistake to pin the death of Christ on someone else. The Romans, the Jews, the soldiers, they were the ones who crucified him. They all had their part to play. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, his audience included some who had cheered the death of Christ a few weeks earlier. He summarized the whole affair this way, with the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. 
Acts 2 and 23 from the New Living Translation. When the early Christians prayed for God's help during persecution, they put it this way. Herod or Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilates, the governor, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant whom you anointed. Acts 4 and 27. We didn't know it was you. That one sentence in Acts implicates everyone, the Romans and the Jews and the whole nation of Israel. But that's not all. In both instances, the Bible looks behind the plans of the evil men to see the Lord's hand at work. But God knew what would happen. And his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. Acts 2 and 23. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. Acts 4 and 37. Jesus' death was not an accident. As if it had happened because events suddenly spun out of control. He died according to God's prearranged plan. And he could not have died otherwise. But his death took place at the hands of lawless men who stand guilty before the Lord God. God used the wicked deeds of wicked men who crucified the Son of God to bring salvation to the world. We didn't know it was you. God did not die because he could not help it. He did not suffer because he could not escape. All the soldiers of Pilate's army could not have taken him if he had not been willing to be taken. They could not have hurt a hair of his head if it had not given them permission. Good Friday is God's Friday. So what's so good about Good Friday? It's a Good Friday because it's God's Friday. When Jesus died on the cross, it was not some afterthought in God's plan. Rather, his death was the plan. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53 and 6. If you want to go to heaven, pay attention to this verse. It begins and ends with the word all. All we like sheep have gone astray. 
we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. One man gave his testimony this way. I stooped down low and went in at the first all. Then I stood up straight and walked out at the last all. The first all tells us we are all sinners. The last all tells us Christ has paid the price for our sins. Go in at the first all and come in at the last all and you will discover the way of salvation. You will discover the way of salvation. Man of sorrows, what a name. For the son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a savior. The world didn't understand the first Good Friday because it didn't know who Jesus was. 2,000 years have come and gone and the world still doesn't get it. His death is not in vain. With God, things are not always what they seem to be. If we focus on the horrible circumstances surrounding the death of Christ, we risk losing the main point. Nothing happens by accident. Out of death comes life. Every blow that strikes the Savior fulfills God's plan. Dark Friday, yes. Suffering Friday, yes. Long Friday, yes. But it was more than that. Behind the horror of Golgotha stood the Lord in heaven who was placed to crush his own son for our sake. God knew what he was doing all along. The world thinks there is nothing so ugly as a cross. But through the miracle of divine grace, the place of execution became the emblem of God's love for us. When men do their worst, God does his best. The hero dies for the villains. The just dies for the unjust. The son dies and we are saved. That's why we call it Good Friday. Although dark, all those suffering 
all the long. It was a good Friday because the Son of God died on purpose for our purpose that we would be saved and reconciled to the Father. That we would be reconciled to the Father and be saved. The kindness of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. on display just for us and yet the world still doesn't get it it was all a part of God's plan for us premeditated murder Do you understand the weight of the sentence? Premeditated murder. It was all a part of God's plan. Done on purpose. For our purpose. He's far better to us than we could ever be to him. He gave up everything for us. He gave up everything. for raggedy of me, for unlovable me, for unforgiving me. For damaged me. He gave up everything for me. I wasn't worthy. I was still not worthy. But because of his love for me and because of his love for you, he did it anyway. He did it despite who we are, who we were, who we were going to be, every mistake we were going to make, every sin we were going to commit, every lie we were going to tell, he did it in spite of. We are so undeserving. But God said, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have concerning you, daughter. 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you. But when I go, I'll leave someone here for you. I'll leave a comforter and I'll go and prepare a place for you. So on this Friday, be mindful. Be mindful of the sacrifice because it comes with a great weight. I'm not sure I would sacrifice my son, let alone my only son to die on the cross for people who were cheering. For people who wanted to see. This man die on the cross. For what? All because they did not know who he was. But nevertheless, God says, I've done it because it was all in the plan. So, God, we thank you. We thank you for your plan. We thank you for your ultimate plan. And we thank you for the sacrifice that you made. To save a wretch like us. So because of that, who wouldn't serve a God like you. Although nothing seemed good about that day.
he would not even go back and do something different. Because the outcome was as expected. So God, we glorify you on this day. We magnify you on this day. We exalt your name on this day. For this is the day that you have made, literally. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah, Valerie, we are a blessed people. And Psalms 32 and 1 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. We are a blessed people. So listen, for those of you who are walking around with a bowed down head and bent over in your spirit, Today is the day for you to get up. God died for you. He died for you. So that you would no longer have to be lowly or carry a burden or be weighed down with the cares of life. So get up. And begin to declare that this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Get up. Lift up your head, O ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. It's Good Friday. And because it's Good Friday, he himself, God, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, want you to have a good Friday as well. So do that in remembrance of him. Have a good Friday. I love you all. Have an amazing weekend. 
and enjoy your resurrection Sunday. Get up. And when you get up, get up with all power. Because God got up with all power. And because he got up, you get up. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead has been given to you. You have power. Use it. You have power. Use it. Be blessed. Thank you.